0: Hi, I'm Caitlin Freed and welcome back to Rights Issues in Russia. Today I'll be walking you through the topic of internet censorship in Russia and why some things are censored in the first place and whether or not they should be. In my last episode, I talked a little bit about the controversy surrounding censoring things on the internet, but today we'll be going a little deeper into the whole topic of Russian citizens' rights being violated on the internet and which rights they're violating. Now it's time to dig deep into internet censorship. Some of you might be wondering what internet censorship is in the first place. Well, I'm here to answer that question. IGI Global defines it as the control or suppression of what can be accessed, published, or viewed on the internet. It may be carried out by governments or by private organizations at the behest of the government, regulators, or on their own initiative. Some in simple terms, it is controlling what can be seen or accessed on the internet see how this might violate a few human rights. Some of those rights are freedom of thought and religion and freedom of opinion and expression. By censoring things on the internet, the government is taking away Russian citizens' rights to freedom of expression and freedom of thought. The freedom of opinion and expression states that everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media. The process of censoring the media in Russia has been underway since 2019 when they developed the equipment to censor things easily. They keep the equipment locked up because the government doesn't want the citizens to see it. The equipment that is used affects more than 120 million wireless and home internet users. That's a lot of people's hard work and research being blocked from the public to read. There is a group of people that are behind most of the censoring, and that's Roskomnadzor. Roskomnadzor is the Russian federal executive agency responsible for monitoring, controlling, and censoring Russian mass media. According to Adam Soteriano in his article, Russia is censoring the internet with coercion and black boxes. Roskomnadzor has threatened to take down YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram if these sites don't block the content on their own. Surprisingly to me, these acts of censorship haven't faced much resistance from other countries. Which brings me to the topic of counterarguments for censorship, but now we will take a quick break. Stay tuned for more information about censorship. Welcome back. So there are lots of reasons that people argue that there are benefits of censoring things. A few examples are that it stops fake news from spreading, it can curb harmful activities, and it can lessen identity theft. These are all pretty valid points, but how does the government decide what harmful information could be? It is all based on opinion, and that doesn't seem very fair to me. It is important to understand that there are some things that really must be censored because it could be harmful to your mind or mental health. But I think that sometimes the Roskomontor might take it too far and censor things for no apparent reason. There's also something called TOR, which is getting blocked from the Russian public to use. TOR stands for The Onion Router. TOR is used to surf the internet, chat, and send instant messages anonymously. It is a very legal site, but is sometimes used for illegal things. But more often than not, it is used for purposes which are legal. One of the main reasons that people use TOR is to evade being censored and being able to say what they want to say, as they should be able to. The Open Observatory of Network Interference, which measures and tracks internet censorship, also known as the OONI, noticed that on December 1st, 2021, Russian internet service providers were blocking the TOR network. of the connections had some kind of anomaly and then a day later it was up to 33% with an anomaly. The OONI saw that the anomalies varied depending on which user was trying to access TOR. Some of the users were sent to a blocked page and others ran into different problems. More people are still finding their connections being reset whenever they try to access the TOR, so that shows it is still being censored by the ISPs. In my next episode, I will talk about why the government and even citizens using facial recognition without permission could violate a few rights in Russia and which rights it goes against. And of course, with every topic, there's usually a counter argument, so I'll be covering that as well for this topic. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you'll join me in my next episode of Rights Issues in Russia.